Hello, fellow Kentuckians and other friends, and welcome to a new edition of my old Kentucky podcast. My name is Robert Connie. I'm by myself right now. Jasmine and I just wrapped an interview with Tommy Adams, who's running for House District 73. Um, and we had a, a, a show planned uh, involving a couple of really cool segments. Uh, but Jasmine had to run off for a, a family emergency. I think everything's fine. Everything's fine. But she, she couldn't record the second part of the show. Um, so... Uh, we will be posting just the interview with, with Tommy Adams, who is running for house in District 73, which is in Clark County, Winchester. And that will be all the show this week. Um, we have a couple of things about some some Republican candidates for statewide office, uh, which isn't until 2023. So we can just save these for later. That's fine. We'll talk about Max Wise and we'll talk about Russell Coleman soon. So uh, we'll save that and post this interview with Tommy Adams. So let's go ahead and get to the interview with Tommy Adams. Tommy Adams is a Democratic candidate in House District 73, which includes all of Clark County and a bit of Fayette County. He's been a professor of communications at Bluegrass Community and Technical College and is also a certified wilderness first responder and a member of Wolf County Search and Rescue. This is his first run for public office. So Tommy Adams, welcome to my old Kentucky podcast. Thanks for having me. Nice to be with you tonight. Yeah, we're thrilled to talk to you. We love to we we love Clark County. We're both big uh, AL81 fans. Um, that's people from there probably get tired of talking about AL8, but uh, <laughs> never, that, never. That's good. All right, good. Um, so yeah, you you kind of have an interesting background as somebody who's originally actually from like the Western United States who made your way uh, to Winchester as an educator. So I mean, tell us a little bit about how you found your way to Kentucky, and then further how you find yourself running for state representative here in 2022. All right. Well, once again, thank you. And I do want to tell you the same thing that I've been telling everybody when I get the chance. I was born in Clark County. I was born in Winchester, just not this Winchester and not this Clark County. I was born in Las Vegas, Nevada, which happens to have a town in it called Winchester, and it it resides right in Clark County. And that just proves it's a small world. Uh, I spent my summers growing up in Western Kentucky. Uh, My grandparents lived in Russellville and Kentucky has had an outsized importance in my life from as far back as I can remember. Um, My most powerful memories were fishing with my, my cousins and my grandparents at grandchildren's Lake in Russellville. My cousins lived in Owensboro. Their families were raised there. And um, some of my cousins have moved back there and, and started their own families after that. And um, my girlfriend is even from Owensboro, uh, and and we met we met out here actually through running, uh, but I got here because I took a job at the University of Kentucky, and I say it's a combination of family history and love and friendship that brought me out here. But what made me run was also a combination of things that was I've wanted to do it for a long time. It's always been something that I wanted to do, but I just couldn't wait anymore. I kept telling myself that you know, I just need some more experience. I need to learn some more. Uh, and once I learn enough, I'll be able to, you know, go out there and do it. And it turns out that these other guys, they weren't waiting until they learned enough. And I also realized that I couldn't protect my students. Once they walked outside that classroom door, I wasn't able to properly advocate and effectively defend my students, uh, at the front of the classroom. And so out here I can do it. I can say whatever I want to fight for them. And, and I'm, and I'm going to. Well, we're glad you decided that you can't wait any longer and that you're running now. Um, but we want to talk about your district a little bit. So many 
of the other small cities in Kentucky that are about the size of Winchester have a history of Democrat representation until the mid 2010s. But Winchester has a pretty long history of voting for Republicans for the state house. Uh, so tell us how the voters of Clark County are responding to a democratic message so far. Well, Winchester is a great place. I love it. And I love that I'm here and I love that I'm running here and that it's the core of my district. Um, it's close to the Red River Gorge for, for my rescue work. And I, we have a great BCTC campus here in town uh, that, that's only getting better. It's got a, got a great director and, and we're building it up every, every day. But to, to answer your question about representation, the party stuff gets complicated here in Kentucky. It's the first thing people want to talk about. It's the first thing is I'm knocking doors. Are you a Democrat or you a Republican? And mm -hmm. uh, I honestly, when I announced that I was running, I posted several just positive, hey, I'm Tommy and I'm running for, and the comments on there were, are you a Democrat? Are you a Republican? And I, I really am seeking to, to move beyond that. But I am not ashamed that I am a Democrat running. And I think when I bring that, confidence into the conversations with folks. I'm unapologetic about it. And, and I'm helping people understand that they don't need to be afraid or ashamed to talk about politics because I'm running a campaign that we don't need to be afraid or ashamed about. I'm running to represent everybody. And once people realize that that's the goal, it, it stops to get into that, uh, getting into that partisan stuff. And the other interesting thing is that my opponent was a Democrat not that long ago. And so things shift just like our voter mm -hmm. registrations have recently shifted back to a Republican in the state. But a lot of folks that are on the rolls don't vote. I'm here to activate the people that either haven't voted in a while or the people that haven't really felt inspired by the people that have been on the ballot. And, and honestly, your question should be answered like this. When's the last time somebody in this area inspired the people of Winchester and Clark County. And I'm running to do that. Once they realize that I'm out here serving the community, I'm volunteering. I'll talk to anybody. I'm not fighting with people. I want to represent people. And, and once they, they see that I have people from all backgrounds that are supporting me from, from the people that are, are out at the farmer's market on Saturday to our run clubs on Wednesday nights to the drum circle that's happening right now at Legacy Grove Park <laughs> to, to the people that were flying Trump flags in their yards. They, I, I am running a race that will bring people together. Well, that is good to hear. Uh, you talked a little bit about your background at the beginning, but you moved to Kentucky as an adult. And right. um, we hear a lot of candidates talk about how they were born and raised in their district. So how have you been able to connect with all of these voters who uh, sometimes might look sideways at people from out of town? Cool. Uh, my opponent's also not from here. He's from from out of town. And another thing to point out is that Ralph Alvarado, the state senator, is from California. He's from California. My opponent's saying that I'm in a California is old Kentucky home. But I am a Kentuckian through and through. And we all are. And we yeah. can be if we fight for our state. The guys that I serve on the search and rescue team, the men and women of Wolf County Search and Rescue, we have a lot of different opinions and a lot of different backgrounds, but we come together for a common purpose. Once people realize that we're here to serve the community, it honestly hasn't been an issue. It starts as a conversation starter a lot of the time, right? And I think it's a cop out. Uh, for a lot of people. Um, but I'll tell you, I was knocking doors for Andy Bashir, volunteering so, uh, so that we get him elected last time. And even the doors that I was knocking on, the people that were supporters of Andy Bashir, uh, they immediately targeted his opponent as being not a Kentuckian. 
But and and that was the thing that I heard while I was knocking doors for our governor, and and so I it definitely was in my mind. And we mm-hmm. saw this coming a long time ago. I'm from Las Vegas. I'm a Californian, uh, but but I am a Kentuckian, and I def. Defy you. I defy anybody to challenge that. I chose Kentucky. I love Kentucky. I'll fight for Kentucky. I do it every single day, right? Uh, yeah. But oh, yeah. I didn't even tell you that both sides of my family come through Kentucky. The 1920 census data just was released, and my grandparents on my father's side, we we knew that they had been through here, but I have evidence to prove that they came through Louisville and I went out and stood out in front of their building. Both sides of my family have roots in Kentucky. I'm a Kentuckian. I agree. I think anyone who chooses to come here and stays or even someone who just ends up here but decides to stay, I think you're a Kentuckian. So I definitely agree. Thanks. Um, there's, a, there's a flip side of that, though. And I, I do want to mention that we uh, the governor has been saying this a lot in his recent speeches that we want to make it possible for families to, to stay in Kentucky for, for the children of these yeah. families to not have to leave if they don't want to. Mm-hmm. And so we want this place to be a place for people to to grow their families and grow productive lives. And that also means bringing people in from the outside so that these experiences can grow for mm-hmm. our communities, right? We don't we're we're losing a lot of folks. Yeah, we are. Along the Absolutely. way too. So that that's something that's all part of the conversation too. Definitely. So your district includes Winchester, which is a city of about 30,000 people, but also all of the surrounding area in Clark County. And looking at a map of election results, it's easy to see that the rural-urban political divide um, exists in a stark way in Clark County. So how do you balance you know, trying to turn out Democratic voters in Winchester with trying to persuade voters in the rest of your district? Um that may be like, you know, different than living in a small city. All right. Uh, This is a very interesting question. I will do my best to answer it in short order. My race, and I know everybody says this about their race, but my race is objectively interesting. And and let me, let me tell you why. Okay. Even if I wasn't involved, I would think my race was interesting. So in 20, in 20, uh, 2018, um, a man was elected in our district named Les Yates. Les Yates is a, Big time Republican, uh, a well-respected man in the community, and he served for two years until he was beat in the primary by my current opponent, Ryan Dotson. He was beat in our county by two votes. That In the Republican primary, two votes separated the winner and the loser. That's just interesting, okay? <laughs> but that wasn't the end of the fight because folks who were on the losing side of that funded a write-in campaign for a third candidate, and that candidate got thousands of votes in the general as a write-in Republican running against our now incumbent mm. Ryan Dotson. And so, the, but but that's not where the story stops. It turns <laughs> out that both of those candidates, Les Yates, who was our former, uh, who was our state representative, is on the ballot for judge executive. And the candidate who was the write-in candidate that was running for state representative is now on the ballot for property value administrator. And so the two people that were head to head on the Republican side of things against my opponent are in the race right now. Can you imagine? Man, things are wild in Clark <laughs> yeah. County. <laughs> so, so I think that I already have an in in every conversation that I have. If I can even get through my first sentence about how I'm I'm running for office against, there's an eye roll already happening because the people in my county know my opponent. And honestly, 
there's not a lot of things that I've heard that people have good things to say. What I like to say is that I will say anything to my opponent's face that I will say behind his back, but I won't say to his face the things that I've heard other people say. And, and so there's a lot out there and I am a doing my best to run a positive campaign, but I can't, I was running last night. I, I, we'll talk about that in a minute, but I was running last night and somebody waved me down to tell me to put a sign in their yard. And I couldn't get through a run without somebody telling me something bad about my opponent. And I am telling you, it is a challenge to stay positive. And so it makes an interesting dynamic in Clark County. Now I'll tell you the part of Fayette County that I have is also relatively exurban, suburban into farmland area, sparsely populated. So I would say the people that know my opponent, it's one type of conversation. The people that don't know my opponent also don't know me, but they don't know that they're represented by him either. And I don't think people that are associated with Lexington and Fayette County would want to be associated with the stuff that he's been pushing. And that's the conversation that we're going to have. Um, but the people out here, I'll tell you, um, if they see that I'm out here serving the community, that I'm not here trying to make money off of it, uh, that, I, that I'm working at BCTC and serving our community as a volunteer and search and rescue member, it's really hard to say that I'm not committed to my community. No, definitely. Uh, I mean, to me also, I think that all races for the state legislature are uniquely interesting. You just got to find the reason why. Uh, sure, so sure. I'm, I'm always glad to hear uh, people who actually know the reasons why their races are really interesting. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that that's that's fascinating. Uh, you know, that and, and just like local politics on the county level, just everywhere you go, anywhere you go, you always hear stories like that uh, that are always just super interesting. So thank you oh, for sure. letting us in on, <laughs> on the Clark County drama. So, uh, so yeah, you know, that's politics, but we did also want to talk a lot about policy and issues. And and you know, in the past, uh, candidates in district like districts like the seventy third House um, have really shied away from social issues like abortion, LGBTQ plus rights, etc. And you, which in you haven't been unique among Democrats running this year. Um, people have not been shying away from those issues this time. Uh, I think that that's a really positive development. Um, but in addition, you know, you've been endorsed by groups like the AFL CIO, uh, the KEA election pack uh, groups like that that's right traditional democratic powers who uh, really um you know represent issues that are really important across the board so i i'm interested to hear you talk about what you think is the right balance to strike between you know standing steadfast on those social issues that you obviously and we as democrats think are really important um and then also highlighting those bread and butter economic issues that make up like a campaign like this yeah yeah that's <laughs> it's a great question again but i have to tell you that I'm, I'm a student of politics and i'm a student of democracy and deliberating across differences and so none of these seem exclusive to me right they, they go together so well in my worldview and the way that i want to govern and the way that i want to serve uh, our communities and and so let's start real quick with the the endorsements. So I've been endorsed by by women's groups, by Kentucky Fairness, by um, by both the AFL CIO, the Kentucky AFL CIO, and the Bluegrass Central Labor Council. Which, by the way, even this new redistricting caused problems for that because everybody thought I wasn't in the their district, but I am. I'm in both, and I got both endorsements. Uh, and I'm endorsed by teachers. I mean, we have a teacher that is backed by teachers in a county where we've had three superintendents in three years, right? I mean, we're we're I'm ready to fight. Uh, so those issues are typical Democrat issues, you would say, right? Backed by women, endorsed by, by unions, backed by teachers. But here's the thing. Every time I get into a conversation with folks around here, I have to say, do you think that I don't want 
better jobs coming to our community? Do you think that I want businesses to fail? No, not at all. I want better, higher paying jobs with better benefits for the people in our towns. And that that comes with the, those benefits are healthcare, childcare, better access to social services along the way. And and so I think that it's all part of a net. And by fixing those things, we start to address things like gun violence, right? Which which is scaring people on the streets of Lexington right now. So, so the bread and butter issues of the economy and safety and security for our families go hand in hand with building a better community, a stronger, more closely knit community. And, and so I am not afraid. I'm not afraid to talk about abortion because as it turns out, I don't like to talk about national issues in this race because this is a Kentucky race. Um, but you can see how there's this intermixing of national and, and state level politics that's happening. And, and so I will tell anybody that my policies will bring about better lives for children and their mothers will bring about better education and health care for children and mothers. I am not afraid. I'll come at me. I have better policies, right? We have better policies. There's, I am not afraid of a single issue. And, and so the typical Democrat response is, is to, to highlight the things that we're good at and maybe stay or stay quiet on some of the other things, but I'm a candidate and I've met a bunch of other great candidates that are not afraid of the complexity of these issues and the interconnectedness of these issues to speak again about all of them and to fight for all of them because it's not we're not just teachers who are good on education. We're teachers who are fighting for your health care and want better jobs. My, my opponent, um, notoriously, several businesses open closed. And I would I hope that after he loses this election. He will reopen some of his businesses. I want his businesses to succeed. In fact, I wish you would drop out and focus on those because I would love a steak and shake back open in our community. But but it turns out that that he's, I don't know, maybe he's going in too many directions on this. And so I want him to focus on his businesses. I want our community to have great restaurants, great places to eat. And and we, we don't, but that could be why. Yeah, you know, uh, whenever I was in school, we would call that like a synthesis. I think that's a really good like synthesis of all those issues and how they all kind of work together and, and kind of act as one big thing if we really think about it that that deeply. So I appreciate that. Um, one of the things we know about you is that you're an outdoorsman and a runner, you know, the, the Wolf County Search and Rescue Team. And you mentioned running earlier in the interview. Um, so, you know, I'm interested. Are there ways that you hope to bring your passion for the outdoors to your service in Frankfurt? Heck yeah. Uh, first, uh, let's talk about running. It's uh, it's the 28th of September. On October 15th uh, will be four years of running every single day without skipping. And and wow. so I want people to know that I have the – I never would have thought that was possible in the past. But I want people to know that that I'm committed to doing a hard thing every single day. And now I know that I can do this and I can do it every day, even while I have other responsibilities, which means that I can juggle these things, uh, you know, as I approach my work in Frankfurt. Um, <clears throat> I, I met my girlfriend through running. I met my best friends through running. I've started run clubs at, in, in local communities. Uh, I'm, and so bringing communities together that way is really important. But I'll tell you this other thing. My, my girlfriend, my partner, has has run every single street in Winchester, and I'm working on it. It's like 400 and something streets. And uh, you can actually track these online. And, and so the, the thing that I'm telling my constituents is that I've run your neighborhood wherever you've lived. I've run it. Right. And, and if I haven't gotten there yet, I, I will. And, and so I know your neighborhood from the street level. 
And, and that's really important. I know other candidates have come on here. Uh, Grayson was on here and he was talking about how, how you knock on the door in some neighborhoods or some parts of the, the county and people will say, I've never had anybody knock on my door before. Uh, you, you just have to have candidates that are willing to put in the work. And, and we have some great candidates. And so I think that running part goes hand in hand with that. But to answer my search and rescue thing is that I believe in a leave no trace hiking philosophy, outdoor philosophy, which goes hand in hand with my endorsement from the Sierra Club, right? I, I want to fight for our environment, our Kentucky wildlands. I'm a fisherman, right? I'm not a hunter, uh, but, I, but I respect it. And, and I, I think that this work that I do on the search and rescue team allows me to stay in touch and I'm a lot safer as a result. I'll tell you, I don't do as many of the dumb things that I used to do, but, but just making our, well, our waters and our wildlands more accessible to more people. There are a lot of great folks that have been having these conversations. And I think that I would be someone that would give them voice in Frankfurt. And, and so expanding access to our, our outdoors, but also even on the local level, creating more green spaces. Um, it's a big, big deal. And, any little progress that we can make in small community parks or community gardens or a place to have a drum circle on a Tuesday night is going to be something that I'm going to, to fight for. So, so yeah, you know, we really need somebody like that in Frankfurt. Uh, you know, I think that there, there are a lot of people who are really passionate about a lot of issues, but somebody who's like really into um, protecting our environment. There, there's such a long history of that here in Kentucky, you know, governor Burt Combs, who did so much work around beautification, especially in, in that district. And there's a, you know, a highway out near you. And yeah. it's a, if you're going from Winchester to Clark to Wolf County, I'm sure you're on it. So, uh, that, that, that was, you know, what he was famous for. And there's a long history of that. So that would be, that would be great. Um, you know, we talked about, you know, your passion for the outdoors, but, and, and we talked a lot about issues uh, already, but, you know, I'm always just kind of interested. Um, you're not the kind of guy who has like one thing that you're super passionate about in terms of issues on the campaign trail. Um, you know, like some people have, and I think that that's great, but is are there other issues? Are there other specific passions or, uh, uh, you know, movements that, that you would be a leader on in Frankfurt if you're elected? Sure, sure. So I was just at the unveiling of the final section of the Bert T. Combs Parkway, where it's going to be four lanes from where it connects with the 64 all the way to Prestonsburg. And that's going to be great for economic development in our area. And so I don't want to sleep on that. Uh, I'm very excited a- about that because we, we, we need more. Uh, a lot of people like to talk to me about the industrial park here in Clark County. And, uh, and I, th- I think that if we can create more of a pipeline, it, it would be, it would be wonderful. But <sighs> there are several issues that I think are, top of mind for me that I haven't talked about yet. Affordable housing and homelessness. I feel like we don't have enough advocates in Frankfurt, or even if we do, they're not speaking about it enough, or we don't have a place for them to come together to work on solving this problem. Okay. I'm not saying people don't care about it, but I'm saying we haven't been seeing enough action on it. And, and so this goes from, I participated in our, our volunteer things, but, uh, but, but homeless counts, uh, getting, getting a good count of the people so that we can better distribute the resources. But what's funny is that legislators are still fighting the data and the evidence that we have that giving housing to people that are housing insecure is less expensive than having people without homes. So 
getting these programs up and running, very important to me. Another thing, harm reduction programs, big deal. We just ran in a race this last weekend for achieving recovery together, and we had a big team come out. It, it was it was amazing to see the support from our community. And, and so these organizations are also doing great work. I run in, an, in a run club with this group called A Running Start. We're running a race this weekend. The guys who are going through a recovery program run a 10-week program. And at the end of it, they run a race and this goes hand in hand with their recovery work and we're seeing great results. And, and so these programs need more support from the state level. They're doing good things. We have evidence to back it up. And then you hear people like my opponent who, when they are asked about recovery programs or what do we do about addicts, his immediate response is lock them up. It's a stark contrast, a very clear difference. And we know those answers should be in the past. That's not how we should talk about these things anymore. We have better ways of approaching these things. Uh, and so I want to talk about helping the people who have had trouble accessing the support that their government should have been giving them all along and, and then making that easier for people. So at every stage, right? I'm a teacher, so I'll hit education into the ground. But, 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 the, but the healthcare options and the social services and the harm reduction programs also, I do want to mention this. There's a local guy that just moved here to Clark County. Wonderful man. We've had a lot of fun together already. He is a riot. Um, he's an older veteran and he lives in Winchester. He has medical appointments in Lexington, Mount Sterling, and Paris because the services aren't available here. Now, there is a, a ride. His ride comes from all the way down south. They have to, he has, they have to pick him up at eight o'clock in the morning before they drive to Ashland to pick up other people, then back to Lexington because the bus has to get back down South by five o'clock. This is, this would, I know that this is a federal program and other candidates from, for this office have sometimes gotten mired in federal programs, but there are, there's a way that state level programs or local programs could fill in the gaps. And so one of the things we're trying to do outside of policy is to just address the issue for getting these people rides. And so we're going to get local community groups to fill in the gaps uh, in the meantime. And we're, we're going to try it. We're going to see if we can do it. And if we can solve the problem on the small level, maybe we can scale it up. All of those things sound great. We, <laughs> we really appreciate you sharing uh, the issues that you care about with us and just sharing about your district. But before we let you go, um, what are some ways that people can get in touch with you and join in on your campaign? All right. So Tommy for Kentucky.org, Tommy for Kentucky.com, Tommy with the number for Kentucky. <laughs> Tell them all, you're going to find me. The other thing is, is that we're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, even. We're out there producing content, trying to connect with people in any way possible. My opponent has a state representative official Facebook page. He didn't post on it for a year. The one thing he came back to post was his NRA endorsement. This guy, is out there doing work in his own way. And I'm sure he is, is committed to serving his community, but right at the top of his campaign literature that he is even putting on people's mailboxes. Not sure if that's okay. Um, it says, I am committed to bringing conservative Christian values into your home. <laughs> and, uh, and so I want you to realize that even if his TikToks are getting more views than mine, we are out here doing the work and you can connect with us in any way. Um, we, we need your help knocking doors, making phone calls. We're going to have um, we're a big announcement for, a, for an event coming up here soon. So stay tuned. But we're doing stuff every single day. So get on board. 
All right, awesome. Well, thank you very much for joining us. We really appreciate it. Yeah, you guys have been great. I, I appreciate the time. I'm, I'm thrilled to be here. All right, thank you for listening, everybody. You can find us at My Old KY Pod on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, etc. You can also find us uh, an, a newsletter that we publish occasionally at tinyletter.com slash my old KY Kentucky newsletter. Um, you can also find us on the Forward Kentucky Network and subscribe to our podcast at the podcast feed of your choice. All right, thank you very much, and we will see you next week. <laughs>